In Paul's letter to the Romans, it has been known as to be a primer on what it means to be a faithful follower of Jesus. For 16 chapters, Paul lays out what we should do and how we treat others and how we live in the world. Many people have seen it as their blueprint for faith. And in fact, the theologian, um, oh, I forgot his name, darn it. Karl Barth, I knew I would get it, wrote a commentary on the Book of Romans, which was over 800 pages. 800 pages devoted to 16 chapters. So we must understand that there is a lot in there that probably we haven't mined ourselves. For a lot of us, when we hear the word, the name Paul and the Bible, a shudder runs up our spine. There's someone in this congregation who says that Paul was wound tighter than an eight-day clock. <laughs> and I have to admit, I agree. And we also, as women, or the women in the congregation, also see Paul as someone who really didn't care for women. Women should remain silent in church. Women shouldn't be in charge. But it was also an interesting dichotomy because he had women that worked alongside him. And he names them throughout the letters that he wrote to the various churches. But in today's reading, it really, Paul really tells us what we should do when we encounter yet again the other. The whole Bible is really, I keep thinking, the whole Bible is really one theme. Be kind, be careful, be gentle. And so many of us find that difficult, especially in this culture and in this world. David Brooks, <clears throat> In this month's Atlantic wrote an article about why are Americans so mean? And I read it with great interest. First of all, I think David Brooks is a very gifted writer and a very deep thinker, but also that he really hits the nail on the head. Why are we as a culture so unfeeling and so uncaring towards one another? It used to be that when we went to school and our teachers told us that we had done something wrong, we listened to them. We didn't go home and tell our parents and our parents didn't run into the school and tell our teachers they didn't know what they were talking about and you better not do that again to little Mortimer. I've had people I know that were teachers that had guns pulled on them because they dared to tell the parents that their children needed to be in school and not out wandering the streets. Brooks goes on further to say that we were taught morality through the different organizations and clubs we belong to, scouts, the Y, when we went off to college, many people joined the Christian groups that were abundant on campus. Our whole lives were built around morality. 
and what it meant to be a good person. And who do we answer to? And what do we believe? We have lost that. And Paul is, the reading today is drawing us back into the reality of who we are and who we ascribe to be. He tells us not to rain fire down on our enemies, but to feed them and clothe them. Now that's not an easy task. We want everyone to like us. And when they don't, it becomes natural for us to lash out, to gossip about them, to try to hurt them, to make them feel less than, instead of taking, as we're often told, the high road. Because as we know, the high road is difficult. The high road is one that most of us would rather not follow. It's more fun to get down in the gutter. We can get away with things and say things that we normally can't. Drawing back to Paul's letter, it really encompasses who we want to be. Because as followers of the risen Christ, we are called to be bigger and better when someone hurts us. Or when we see that life is tearing someone down, we come to the aid of a person who is seen as less than by the rest of society. Those are difficult things to do. It requires that we be brave, that we speak truth to power. In our culture, we learn to go along to get along, to keep our mouths closed because, heaven forbid, we wouldn't want the same thing to happen to us. But Paul tells us a different story. Paul encourages us, indeed tells us, we are to be brave, that we are to do the things that are difficult and to do them joyfully and happily. Doesn't mean we might not grit our teeth at times, and it doesn't mean that we might not get angry Paul doesn't say not to get angry because there is righteous anger and there is anger that is just lashing out because we've been hurt. If Paul is a primer for our lives and his letters are, and especially Romans, I'm commending to us all to study his letter in a group. It's been asked that we have some kind of formation. So beginning September 17th, is that what I said at 8? Yes, I'm getting a yes. Twice a day, 10 and 7, we'll do a Bible study using the letter to the Romans with N.T. Wright's commentary which you can purchase, there's two volumes, you can purchase online. 
So please, I will put it in the weekly emails. For four weeks, we will meet. So I hope that you will join us, or join me, and join Doug, as we really dig into this letter that is so often glossed over in the second reading. But it, will want, it is one I believe will change our lives and change who we are and how we see the world. The world might not change, it probably won't, but we can change, and we can change our outlook and from that, I believe, we will change our inner lives as well. So please, look out in the weekly email this week with the title of the book and the times. Amen.